From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Since the beginning of time, there seems to have always been a conflict, right? A war going on somewhere in the world. And although most children are removed from the perils of war, these days, because of television, social media, they're not immune to hearing about it. And that makes kids feel vulnerable and often scared, right? And we're talking about war, but we're also talking about trauma, okay? And that's why I think this is a very timely topic. You know, we've, we have the war now. We're going to talk about that. We have the trauma of, of the, the virus. Children respond to trauma in a lot of different ways. And some have it at the event, some weeks after, some have behavioral changes. I think one of the things we're going to do today, of course, we, we want to do this in our podcasts, is raise awareness so that parents could do something about it, okay? So knowing the signs uh, that are common at different ages can help uh, you know, parents and teachers recognize the problems and respond appropriately. Exactly. I mean, I'm thinking about this. Back in my parents' day when they were growing up, World War II, I mean, they didn't have social media and television. So now parents have almost the the burden, the responsibility to really check in with their kids. And the reason we're talking about this is because of what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. And like you said, parents can use this for any other kind of trauma. So Dr. B, you've spent years helping children from a mental health standpoint of you. How do you ease the nerves of our little ones And I'm talking about five, six, seven years old. When you talk to them about war. The real issue about these little ones, you know, like four to five, you know, little guys, is to help them feel safe and secure. Okay. So in other words, whatever parents do, you know, they read to them, they sit on their lap, they talk to them, they feed them, whatever they do. If they can help their child feel safe and secure, That's really our message. And we're going to be talking about different messages, but that's the main message that goes through all of the developmental stages. Right. Keep them feeling safe, that this is a war that's not happening here, so we're not in any danger. You know, that's a really good, good line. Any any kind of misunderstandings, you know, maybe kids have some strange ideas, you know, about it or fantasies. You know, kind of help them out with that. What do you do when your children are a little older? Let's say in grade school, going into high school. What then is your responsibility, you know, to find out? Because, you know, I know as a parent, the kids aren't talking to you as much. You know, they're not, they could feel unease, but they're not going to tell you about that. So what do you do now? These kids are at school, they talk to their friends, they watch the media. And really the main way here is find out where your kid's at. Listen to them, sit down with them. Hey, what are your friends saying? What do you, you know, so, so you get an idea about what they're thinking about. Because if you ever had a teenager, you know, they're not talking to you as much. They're really into their 
peer group and how they're accepted by the peer group. And that's just, you know, adolescent uh, kind of thing. So we got to sit down and find out where they're at. I mean, I know with my son, hey, how are you feeling about what's going on over there in Russia and Ukraine? Oh, everything's okay. But I know that he's really ruminating about this. What I do is I start to observe. I become a hyper observer. You know, what is he looking at? What is he reading? What are his friends saying? I, I do a little detective work. That's at least what I do. Well, you know, I think that's real good. Okay. Because, you know, the kids aren't at that age aren't confiding in us as much, although they're in under our care. You just have to be aware of changes in their behavior and it, they don't sleep as much. They're more argumentative. They change their routines. They're very irritable. So parents for teenagers need to be really kind of sensitive to them. Okay, I want to talk about certain phrases we can use. So we've talked about more of how we get the information. Now we know our child is experiencing some trauma, some stress over this. What do you say? If you have some sense of what's going on, you know, it's really a good time to kind of reinforce some family values and, you know, the ways that parents think. You know, wars to prevent bad things from happening. Maybe that's one thing that parents say. It works to protect populations. Hey, violence is not a good way to resolve conflict. Real good, just straight on positive messages. And then, you know, see how your child reacts to some of this. And don't overwhelm. You could give too much information sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And only also what they're ready to hear about. Okay. Essentially, you know, uh, across the board, uh, and for parents who are really kind of healthy and they want to protect their kids from this, you know, wars to protect from bad things. And, uh, you know, maybe some bad people are doing some things, but usually the good went out, you know, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to get through this. All right. Let's do some quick do's and don'ts for parents. Um, I'll go first. I use these when my children are really little. And this was the time of the 9-11 attacks. And my son was very disturbed by it. In fact, he had been watching an NBC national news program that night. I didn't realize that he was watching the footage of the planes flying into the building. The newscasters had talked about a little girl that had been on the plane. After that, he had terrible, terrible nightmares. He kept ruminating over this little girl, mommy. Did she, was she killed instantly? Did she feel any pain? Did she have her stuffed animals with her? Where was the plane going? I think that was the red flag of, you know, I've got to get him some help. At the same time, a friend of mine had a little girl also saw the same images. To this day, she completely is freaked out about taking planes. So as far as my son, I immediately took him to a school counselor and got him help. And she told me, stick to the facts, no gory details, limit media exposure, and I'm gonna put this 
in uh, present day terms because of what's going on overseas. Don't predict what will happen. Along those lines, no stereotypes. Oh, these aren't all bad people. You know, none of that kind of stuff. No stereotyping. I really, it's important. Okay, and watch with them, especially the younger kids. Watch that media with them. Talk about the media with them. With the younger kids, especially, no media. Protect the kids. And then I think a lot of things we talked about today made a lot of common sense. So um, I think it's a good way for us to start here on. Um, and, and talking about mental health, you know, with children and how to talk to them about trauma. And I think this is so important in every aspect of children when they feel, I think the bottom line is they're not understanding what's going on. It's just too big for, you know, their age, their maturity. So what can you do? I think they feel powerless. Like, how can I change this? And I think if you work with them on a grassroots level, right, mm-hmm. I would suggest encouraging compassion. How do you do that? What are your okay. ways, Dr. B? You know, honestly, it's a very Midwestern in a way, but volunteerism. In other words, hey, hey, um, mom says, you know, let's just send those people, uh, you know, some some package or something, or, or let's just do something to promote you know, some feeling that you're giving and we're going to give back. You know, I found this helped a lot. Whether it be Red Cross or whatever, just make sure that if they're even having a lemonade stand to to raise money for food to go overseas. You know, first of all, you're you're raising a great human being regardless. And then also volunteering is is always nice for a child absolutely you know linda the role model of parents and be able to kind of give back and take some sort of control over events is a great skill to teach kids so you know my parents you know they oh yeah you know if something happened they try to do something give something back that that was pretty great of them i really feel volunteerism in some form here could really help a lot of kids. You know, you speak of role models and parents should always be role models, but I think too, in in any sort of conflict, there's always the, the bad people and there's always the good people. I think if you highlight the good people, I think it's always nice for a child to look up to someone. The nurses, the doctors, the soldiers are really people that you can talk about to your children and like you said keep it light keep it positive and by showing role models in conflict i think really helps assuage a child's fears in terms of how a children feel safer if they're feel closer to idealized objects you know like people who are doing great it really helps them and reinforces their good self-esteem. So I think your point here is very well taken, you know, that they should be able to look up to some of the people who are good role models right now, really important. Now, what about when a child is very nervous about conflict and trauma? When a child just isn't doing well about it, and this is something that will happen 
no matter what conflict is out there, when a child, like you said, doesn't feel safe. There are children that are going to be more vulnerable than others. Number one, what are you looking for and what do you do when you feel your child is having those problems? You know, I think this kind of sums up a lot of things we're talking about today is that, first of all, we have to look at age specific. In other words, what age your child is and then what kind of signs and symptoms they're presenting. And we need to think uh, about understanding from their point of view, what, you know, what's going on. Now, look, if we see a real change in behavior, change in routine, to, I mean, and to a point that we see some sort of dysfunction. In other words, they're not really functioning well at all. And things you've done have not really worked. Really seek some professional help because the professionals could really kind of put this train back on the track. It doesn't mean meds. There's all the telemedicine, so it's easy. So reach out to professionals, you know, if things are really not getting better. Right. And it's it's not necessarily a psychiatrist. It could be no, a school no. counselor. Yeah, exactly. It could be a psychologist. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be a good friend who, you know, gets along with your child and, and you could sit down and you could have a nice chat with them. But yeah, don't don't let those fears get out of control. Yeah, yeah, reach out, you know, like do some different stuff. And if it doesn't work, you know, you try something else. Well, we're running out of time, but I want to tell our audience how excited we are to be on Passport Mommy. Dr. B will be talking about many issues that affect children, mommies, and families. So listen in. As we move forward in all these weeks, you know, I hope that uh, Linda and I could give you a lot of awareness about mental health issues like we did today in a way that it's easy to understand and you take away something. And so we look forward to hearing from everybody listening to us every week. We all wish you well. All right. Well, we'll talk next week, doctor. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.